Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome back to Health by Heather Hirsch. I'm Dr. Heather Hirsch, and I'm so excited you have decided to tune in today. Today's episode I recorded a few weeks ago with my friend, Jill Church. Jill Church is a retired slash semi-working nurse who created and now runs a Wrap Me Cool. I'm going to put a link to Wrap Me Cool on this episode. And in this episode, we talk all about her menopause journey as well as her product. Now, interestingly, this is my one of my first times doing remote podcasts with guests. So I'm learning how to do this over Zoom. When I listened back to it, I could tell that I don't think my microphone was checked off as the input. So you'll hear it is a little bit more muffled and the quality is not as great as I normally like it to be. But I still think this is such a valuable episode that I wanted to still share it with you. So you're going to meet Jill Church, and this is just such a great episode because it's encouraging and exciting to hear somebody else's menopause story as opposed to me telling stories from the viewpoint of a physician. It's so refreshing to see it from a viewpoint as a patient and then later into a businesswoman who used her menopause journey, whether she knew it or not, to inspire her product that she made. So I'm so excited to have you guys listen in. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And thank you, as always, for all of your reviews, comments, and stars in this podcast. It is such an exciting thing to watch the momentum grow. All right, guys, stay tuned. Welcome to Health by Heather Hirsch, a podcast dedicated to uncovering many of the women's health issues many of us are wondering about, but few of us are talking about. My mission is to expose the current gaps in knowledge and care on all things women's health. Enjoy. Hey everyone, thank you so much for tuning in to Health by Heather Hirsch. From the bottom of my heart, I absolutely appreciate it. Today's episode is sponsored by a favorite product of mine, UberLube. I've been recommending this to my patients for years. What I love about UberLube is that they use a silicon base and allergies then are extremely rare. It has no added ingredients like scents, flavors, or spermicides, which are often the very same ingredients that cause irritations or reactions. It's also free of parabens, preservatives, and petrochemicals. And honestly, what I love the most is the chic glass bottle that it comes in and this nice little pump that allows you to get the perfect amount every time, plus no sticky residue. It's latex compatible and fun fact, it can be used underwater. So if you go to uberlube.com, that's U-B-E-R-L-U-B-E.com and use the code podcast, you will get 10% off orders on their website. I know you won't be disappointed. Welcome back. Today I have my good friend Jill Church with me and I am so excited to have her on the show and have her on the podcast because I really think she has, number one, a very, very useful product. And also we've gotten to know each other over some time and she just has a wonderful background and a wonderful story that I really am so excited that she's going to share with us. This is kind of the first time on the podcast I've had someone come on and share their menopause experience. So Jill, 
We are so excited to have you here. I'm going to hand it over to you to give us just an introduction on what you did in your professional career and how that has maybe shaped kind of who you are today. So handing it over. I'm from Australia, as you can probably tell. I've, I've been a registered nurse for nearly 40 years. I started way back as a young person, as you know, 17 years old, and worked in clinical nursing all, all that time. Um, my background actually really shaped, obviously, who I am and my menopause story, and actually wrapped me cool as well. So it's sort of bringing it all together. But my major background in nursing has been at a big tertiary hospital in Sydney in Australia, working in the neurointensive care unit. I spent a long time in critical care areas. And, and then I branched off into education of nurses and, and allied health professionals at a university level or, or community college and also in the hospital. So I really like teaching. I really like getting information across to people like you do. Yeah, what got what you excited to go into nursing? Were you, you know, did you, you know, I know you like the education part, but as a 17-year-old, what made you want to be a nurse at the time, especially critical care? Yes, well, um, as, a, as a child, I always loved a animals and helping things and, you know, that kind of, it, nursing, like lots of things, is an absolute calling. And back in those days, you could I could leave school with my high school certificate at age 17 and went straight into nursing. I just really love it because it allows me to be who I am, which is somebody who just wants to help people. It's really yeah. a really simple thing. So I realised that this is a really good way to help people that, that would uh, allow me to use all the education and the skills that I have, but also the soft skills that I have, just people, a presence and, and the power of presence and kindness and listening and all of those things. So I just really, it was a, just an, a godsend. I love nursing. I love being a nurse and I'm very proud to be a nurse. And, um, you know, it's a lot going on in the world right now where people are highlighting care, care professionals and all the other people who are frontline workers. But it just really gave me a chance to be who I am and that's what I think it is. I think it was a calling for sure. Yeah. When did you transition out of nursing or, you know, are you still, do you still dabble in teaching or, you know, did you retire to start Wrap Me Cool, which is your business I am excited to talk about? How did that all sort of unfold? Well, it's interesting how it all ties into menopause, actually, because um, I feel that menopause impacted on my decision to stop being a clinical nurse. So I've been a clinical nurse up until in the hospitals up until about three years ago. I'm in my late mid fifties now. Mm -hmm. um, I, I still do one-to-one -one nursing care for people in Sydney at, for, through an agency, which I really like. But most of my time actually is spent on Rat Medical. It's like full-time love job that, that we really want to get going and we really want to help people. But I'm very proud as a as a nurse to be able to finish my career by actually moving into something that still helps people. Yeah. So it's been it's been an amazing sort of story. That's just, I mean, I think that's awesome. So you said something that was really interesting that as a, you know, menopause provider kind of makes my brain uh, go or turn on, but that you said you sort of left your career around or at menopause. And yeah, was that just random? Was there because there were symptoms? What kind of was going on? Because that is something that is very 
common, although reasons people do leave their job are different, but what happened to you? Because we're here to interview you, so I want to know all about how that transition was, yeah. why you had to leave you know, nursing, um, whether for good or bad. What was it about that? Well, it would have to take me back to my menopause story in the first place. Uh, you know, as a, as a young person going through my adult life, it wasn't until I got to my menopause age that I realised how much of my life I'd kind of missed by being on the lounge two or three days a month for terrible period pain and those kinds of things. And I didn't even realise that until one of my friends said, oh, yes, you've always done that. And I, you sort of, as women, we build it into our lives so we don't really realise the, the impact because it's there all the time. Yes. Um, so in my mid-30s, I actually had to have a hysterectomy and removal of one and three quarters of my ovaries because of a big fibroid that had built. My wow. mother had fibroids, my sisters have fibroids. Yeah, it was pretty, was pretty intense. And at the time, wow. I had so to... Yeah, you probably had chronic pain leading all the way up to that surgery. Yes, I did, but I didn't really realise that that wasn't normal. You know what I mean? And even as a healthcare professional who was involved with my GP and they didn't really talk much about it, they was like, okay, fine. But I didn't even actually know to say, I don't think this is right. I didn't actually even know that, even as a healthcare professional. So, I, you know, th therefore comes the value of people like you and people who are out there actually listening to women, asking them in the first place what's going on in their life. So in my late 30s, I was diagnosed with this problem and I had to have a, a hysterectomy and I was, I was actually keen for it because of the impact that it was having on my life. And it just sort of tipped over into that. I couldn't even go to work almost because there was so much bleeding and in the whole discomfort of the whole thing. So um, I had a hysterectomy, which actually I believe was one of the, almost one of the best things I ever had in my life because of the impact, the positive impact that it made. Um, and then the hot flushes started because they didn't really tell me about menopause at that time. They, I remember the surgeon saying to me, oh, you'll be okay. You've got a quarter of one ovary left. That'll be fine. That'll work for quite some time. You'll be right. And what they didn't tell me, though, was my immediate drop in mood. Like I remember driving down the highway, and I'm a pretty positive person, like see is what you get, you know. I remember driving down the highway and driving next to a big truck and thinking, I don't care if I run into that truck. Wow. I really remember, like when I look back, I can feel it now, that that, that and, I, you know, I wanted to leave my relationship, which I, I eventually did, but at that time it just made everything crazy and I had no experience of that. I hadn't been warned about that. And wow. How much longer I, I honestly, after your surgery did you have those symptoms? Not very long, maybe six or eight weeks. Wow. Uh, you know, so I thought I was going a bit crazy. I didn't actually even put it to the hormones until much later in my life. But it did actually settle down and I was able to deal with my hormonal life until I got to menopause, more menopause age, where they could do the blood test and have a look and see where the oestrogens and all the hormones were at. Um, but really, 
the hot flushes and t- things of menopause were just so bad. Like I just, I'd get palpitations. I felt sick. It was a real vagus nerve stimulation. I really, really pounding, felt nauseated, couldn't, couldn't concentrate in my job. And that was part of the problem that on a minute to minute basis, when you're making decisions about people, I actually couldn't really concentrate. So it had a very, very big impact on my life and I know that it actually impacts people about to leave their careers or, you know, just on a day-to-day basis, embarrassment of having a hot flush in the middle of a meeting or those kinds of things or just asking people to stop so you can just go outside and, like, collect yourself and go back in. It's, it has a big impact. It's very, very... You're validating so many of these listeners who are got their headphones on, driving, listening to you, and they're nodding and saying, yes, yes, yes. And, you know, again, from my seat, I hear this all the time. And it is really, I think, such a, such a wonderful thing for you to share your story because there's so many women who are going to feel so validated that they've had so many of those similar experiences, maybe all, maybe just some. And, uh, you know, when I get this question a lot after you've had, you know, a, 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 your ovaries removed, sometimes they mm-hmm. and your doctor is probably right. Sometimes that ovary just functions just fine. And sometimes this is, you know, the way the surgery had to be done or the way it was moved or if the blood flow was nicked. It can really start your menopause process right around that time. Either that meant you went into perimenopause when you had that surgery or menopause, and so, you know, it's, it's the human, the female body is so fascinating. Yes. And there's so much about post-menopause that we just really have a lot of work to do. But this mm-hmm. is, this is, um, feel for you so much because, you know, how, your career was probably so impacted by that. And, and yes. you probably were happy you didn't have the chronic pain and the bleeding, but, you know, isn't it crazy? We kind of have to trade one thing for another. Um, yeah. So how yes, it you, is. So you have a product and you have a company, Wrap Me Cool, which I immediately just knew was amazing when I first found you on social media. So tell us a little bit about where you kind of took your inspiration for Wrap Me Cool, maybe from your journey. Yes, yes, thank you. Yes, I did. Um, also, I'm, I was born and raised in Tasmania in Australia. So it's a little island down the bottom of the country. It's much cooler than the rest of the country. And um, I really don't like the heat very much, but I do like to travel. So I, around that time when I started getting all these hot flushes, I just couldn't tolerate the heat. My, it's sort of like my temperature just setting just went up a whole degree. And I just, I just couldn't tolerate it. But I found a piece of fabric that if I, I realised that if I wet it and wring it out and put it around myself, it actually kept me cool. You know, because deep down inside, nurses are probably all been to girl guides or something and they make ways to fix things, you know, we're problem solvers. Yes. So yes, it's all the way tr- so it. true. <laughs> yeah, you're married to a nurse, so you know these things. I sure um, am. I sure am. <laughs> So I realised with this fabric, it was just the perfect weave to hold moisture without clinging to my skin. And I set out trying to find more. Uh, I went to all the fabric stores in in Australia. I even had my friend who loves to go to Europe. She she likes to go to France and she loves fabrics. And I was asking her, please find me some of this fabric. And she just couldn't find any. So I had my one piece of precious fabric that was I used everywhere. 
but I had realised that I had to go to work and I couldn't wear my wrap at work, so I cut the end off it and made it into a neck scarf. I'm not a sewer, so I didn't even have a sewing machine. It was just like scissors and that was it. But it really, really helped me. It helped me to cool down in the moment. So I made a neck scarf size, but a few years after that, even though I couldn't find what I was looking for, I came to Vancouver to help look after a friend who had had open heart surgery. And my friend who I was looking after him with kept saying to me, you should market that, you should market that. There's lots of people who would need that. But I always responded with, what do I know about that? I'm a nurse. I've I've already got two jobs. I'm a teacher. I don't know anything about business. But we just realised that if we could get this to people, that it would really help them. So Wrap Me Cool was born. That's this beautiful thing here. Gwen. Gwen has taken it from being an ugly piece of fabric that I had that, you know, was really bad to something really beautiful that is lightweight and natural and you just wet it and wring it out really well and wrap it around your body wherever you need it. And this one that I've got on now is actually slightly damp so I can feel the coolness in my neck and my arms and around my back. And nobody can actually tell, so it's a beautiful but discreet product that goes with any of your outfits and we've got beautiful colours that they all are. Oh my gosh, <laughs> they are gorgeous. Look at that. How many different colours do you have? One, oh, we've got 17. Seven. We couldn't stop. Because yeah. we were like, some people like to- this colour or some people like that. We're, we're not fashion people, my friend Gwen and I. Mm-hmm. She's, she's older than me, but we're neither of us are fashion people. We are definitely people who like to help people yeah. and yeah. do something that's really useful to people. Gwen's background is in um, palliative care and business. She, she's done a lot of things. She actually came out of retirement to build Wrap Me Cool because we know that it's just a product that people people that people really need. So we make neck scarves as well, which are this kind of size. Yeah. Um, but this one that I've got on, I'll just stand up a little bit. You can just see that it falls. It falls beautifully no matter what you do with it. I can put it up around my arms if I want to do something. I can put it around my back because often I don't know what other people have found, but I found when I had a hot flush, my kidney area just burned. Mm-hmm. So I often used to put it around my, my kidneys. People put it around their heads when they've got migraines. Yeah. We've, had, we've had photos from people in the hospital having chemotherapy who have got terrible migraines and they wrap it around their head, put it over their eyes. They're like, okay, cool. It's just got so many uses besides being beautiful and, and that's what women need, isn't it? We need something that's made for us at this time in our life that really, really helps us have a good life. Yeah. It's, actually, it's actually so simple. It's just ridiculously simple. But even this one here I can change around and do all kinds of things with. If, I, if I'm out and about and I think I don't really need my wrap anymore, I can just put it around my neck like a normal scarf and I can still feel that coolness around my neck but my hands are free to do what I want yeah so we love it oh we love it because it's I know I know I I, put it over yourself at night time when you're trying to sleep like all kinds of stuff so it's talked uh, about when we first met we talked about using it like postpartum as well especially the big wrap you can cool yourself down while you're you know maybe you're nursing out in public there's just so many ways it's so much more versatile than just hot flashes of course that's kind of you know maybe probably a big market is for women who are having hot flashes but 
wow, you can, you know, share this and use it in so many periods of your life. It's just, yeah, that's for sure. I mean, it's, it's fashionable. It's beautiful. There's different colors. There's different sizes. It's, it's wonderful. I mean, it's just it's wonderful. It's all the boxes, isn't it? It, 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 you know, yeah. Ticking all the boxes. No, but actually, it wasn't until I met you, Heather, actually, um, well, people had talked to us about being pregnant and yeah. the heat in their bellies and how they could use Wrap Me Cool around them. And I didn't really put it together, the hormone journey of women and yeah. how Wrap Me Cool is actually really intricately aligned with all of that. You yes. know, like, when women are pregnant and they feel nauseated and stuff, it just helps to cool them down to help with the stress of feeling unwell or, or feeling nauseated, those kinds of things. But also, I mean, nursing mothers, as you said, because they, what they do is they put this one across their body and they put the baby there so there's not the contact of the two bodies together that yeah. heats up the baby. And yeah. then they can just put this one over the top so yeah. they can have their baby in there Yeah. and they can still have eye contact with the baby and, uh -huh. and those kinds of They can see what's going on but they've got some discreet coverings yes. but also the heat that they generate and their breasts generate and the babies generate it actually just helps to remove that a little bit so you know people have talked to us about the baby just settled down because they went so hot yeah if any of you are listening to this and you can't see jill i totally want to recommend that you check out this youtube link so i'm going to put that below wherever you're listening to this podcast check out the youtube link so you can see her changing it around moving it because it's so cool to visually see and again if you can't find that link just go to health by heather hirsch on youtube and you'll be able to find it so uh, i'm just i want everyone to see how cool it is oh it's great we're a bit we're a bit obsessed though but also recently heather we had we were just before christmas we're in may now aren't we just before christmas we um we got our photo a photograph from our first baby wrap me cool baby where the mother was in the uh, delivery suite actually stopping to take a photo of her wrap me cool i didn't know this woman to say oh my goodness me just before the baby was born i wanted to jump out of my own skin with the heat yeah, and and she was, it turned out to be an intensive care nurse from over in the eastern yeah. side of Canada. So yeah. she was really like, this is really helpful thing. So it's amazing, actually. I know. Wouldn't it be a cool thing to even have in hospitals or so many places? So, wow, yeah. that's so cool. So what has it been like transitioning into being a business owner, especially, you know, right now is the COVID pandemic is... Is that affecting being a small business owner? Are you enjoying it? Are you learning a lot? What's, what's it like going from nursing professional to business owner? Oh, nursing professional to business owner. Well, business is a whole other realm, isn't it, yeah. really? I mean, I'm used to a, a structure, policies, procedures, following rules and making sure things are done properly, those kinds of things. And so now I have my complete autonomy to do what I feels right and I'm, I'm amazed at how many skills I have because of being a nurse talking to people connecting with people also just knowing how many people Rat Me Cool would help like it's quite incredible we gave Rat Me Cool to people having chemotherapy and people talked about one woman talked about I got up in the morning and I looked in the mirror and I thought my my I've got no hair got no eyebrows I feel like crap but actually I look quite pretty so we realised that with her Wrap Me Cool, she was actually feeling better, but also her sense of well-being actually took her away from that current feeling at the moment. She's like, okay, I felt more confident just going out that I knew that I'd be 
hey, going to my appointments, even though it was hot. You know, wrap me cool is more than it appears and has much more of an impact than than you you realise. Yeah. Yeah. And people, you know, just people exercising and getting outside and putting their next scarf on or their wrap and going out for a walk. You know, we had a heat wave, in a terrible heat wave in Australia at the end of last year. And, and people sent us, you know, photos and all the rest saying, I was able to go out and do my walk. You know, older women, older people, because I felt like I could, I wasn't going to come home and then be so distressed for the rest of the day I couldn't move. You know, that kind of ongoing impact. Prevention is better than cure. Exactly. All the time. <laughs> you know, as exactly. we know, I think when you have a product that, you know, you feel so personally um, that it is such something that's going to really improve someone's quality of life, give them something back, improve their self-esteem, um, be, let them be able to do things that they want to do, nurse their baby in public, go on an airplane and not worry about having hot flashes, go out for their 30-minute walk. I mean, it is such a good feeling, and you're absolutely right. I can see how that parallels nursing because that mm-hmm. compassion and caring for other people to improve their lives. So integrated in both of these things. So yeah. it's, it's so it's, cool to see. It was a calling too. Like it was, you know, it was, it's an amazing story of how things start and where they end up. So during COVID-19, it's been very interesting, of course, for a small business, it's had a big impact. Um, and it, what we know, we're, we're actually an online business, but we know too that Rampy Cool is a you know it's an experience. When people can feel it and touch it and feel the coolness, they they understand it much more than if they read it or see it on a on um, on a video. So our business model of of being in front of people, we get we go to conferences and even the local health food store and talking to people about it, um, aged care facilities, whatever we won't be able to do that for the foreseeable future and not sure when we would be able to in, in the future. So what COVID-19 has done for us is allow us to just have a rest for a start. And that's been really good to reassess where we're at. And, and that's really important for all of us, isn't it? As, as women and humans mm-hmm. at this time, yep. what's, re- what's really important and all of the important things are coming out, being in touch with our hearts so it's allowed us more of that time, which we really enjoy. Um, and just to reassess as a small business owner what our business model is and how we will negotiate the future. So we were really lucky to have already met people like you. And, you know, people are lucky now, aren't they, that we have this technology. Like 20 years ago when I was yeah. went into that menopause, there wasn't people out there listening and talking and telling their stories like we have now. And the value of people like you who, who it's so accessible. You know, you just click the link and I can hear Dr. Heather talking about hormones. Like, it's quite incredible, isn't it, really? Yeah. So, yeah, COVID-19 has been a testing time for all of us. And I think so. it's really highlighted the important things of, of what we need in our lives. So, yeah. How can... Um how can people find you, your product? Where can they find you on social media? What's your website? And I will link all that down below, but give it to us now too. Thank you very much. So you can find us at wrapmecool.com, wrapmecool.com. Mm-hmm. Um, you can follow us on Instagram and Facebook on wrapmecoolwrap. We'd mm-hmm. love to hear from you. Mm-hmm. We, we just know that this product is a beautiful thing for lots and lots of people. 
we did a we did a trial of a group of childcare centres in Sydney for the children. Mm-hmm. And for and for the workers, but even kids with, with kids with autism absolutely loved it because it was natural, mm. and they they could claim it as their own, and they made it into capes and like I'm a super person, and so then they didn't get overheated, and yeah. you know kids are not very good at saying I'm getting overheated. I better stop what I'm doing, you know. So for children, it was it, it's an amazing amazing thing. Like we got. We just get sent things from everywhere, little babies all wrapped up in the north of Australia with the most beautiful smiles on their faces. And it's it's just an incredible product, more than it appears. But oh, yeah. you can find us on those links. Wonderful. Um, so I want to ask you, what are some of the things about menopause that you wish you had known? Was- I wish I knew that, that this was a... Th- I, I, wish, I, I guess I re- what I realised is... I wish that there had been more of um, a connection between women where they talk to each other about what's going on in their lives, that, that kind of thing. Um, I had three sisters. Um, it wasn't, wow. as if I didn't, it wasn't as if I didn't grow up in a female household and even as a nurse. Um, so I wish that I had known that there were things about my life that were impacting on me that could be related to my hormones. So I wish that I had known that there was things that were impacting on my life that could be related to hormones. Nobody talked about it. Nobody asked about it. And that's the interesting thing. And, and I'm, I think that's improving a lot, but I still think it's an issue. And that's why people like you are great that we're out there talking about menopause or hormones generally, women's health. Um, so I wish that I had known that I wish that I'd known I wish that I'd been able to talk to my mother and my grandmothers before they passed away um, to hear what it was like for them my mother had breast cancer before she was 50 and, and my sister did in her 50s so there were all these hormone things possibly that I don't still don't actually know about um yeah so I think information Information is power and the more that we respect women and listen to their stories and ask them about it and figure out their workplaces so that they can still contribute all the stuff that they've got to contribute without being impacted negatively by these life changes that we go through. So, yeah, they're the kind of things that I wish that we wish I had known about menopause or yeah. about hormones generally. I, I, you know, it's, 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 I absolutely love hearing your thoughts and I have to say, I definitely agree. I know that talking to your parent um, about menopause for some people is really difficult and people have different experiences. Either parents don't want to talk about it or they're very mm-hmm. private about it. Um, but I think it is nice that we're starting to, for, for people who can feel comfortable, like really opening the dialogue, whether it's amongst friends or our parents, or our sisters, you know, you, you get so much history from your family, so that's, that has so much value, but talking amongst our, each other, and talking to each other is, is so valuable, because yeah. we're removing the taboo, and we're also normalizing these things, and starting to realize these are not, it's not acceptable for this to be ignored any longer, yes. and I love that you have come up with your very own safe, non-medical, complementary, you know, option for women who have symptoms. And again, we said it's so versatile. It's not just for menopause, but mm-hmm. it's a really good product, especially for that. So I'm just, I'm, I'm just so overwhelmed with feelings of how impressed 
and excited I am to have had the chance to interview you and, and have you tell us your story. Well, thank you, Heather. That's very kind of you. It's just an amazing experience, isn't it, to be, while you were just talking then, I realised that even amongst my friends, we don't talk about it much. We talk about hot flushes. Mm -hmm. They mention hot flushes and that's kind of it, maybe. You know, mm -hmm. they don't mention necessarily other symptoms and people have different ability to be able to talk in public about those things. So having a, a, a medical practitioner like yourself or, you know, more women in general, in, med, in general practice, etc., that will yeah. allow women to feel a bit more comfortable about what they're going through. It, yeah. that, that's, a, that's a big time. And also we've got women who are all my age who are all going through menopause who go, oh, wow. I need to talk to my children or my grandchildren or my, you know, the, the women who are coming behind me to help shine a light on this issue for them yeah. as they're going along. Yeah. yeah. Oh, thank, thank you for that. I know I, I, my whole reason for starting my podcast is to educate other people, educate other physicians. I love when I can go out and educate other doctors because I think it goes both ways. Not only do women really need, you know, are starting to, and it's great to talk more, but, you know, the providers, the nurses, the medical professionals also need to be able to learn how to have these conversations and yeah. understand, you know, treatment options so that we can, right, tackle it from both sides. So, yeah. well, I wanted to thank you so much for being on the podcast. And if you're watching on YouTube, thank you guys so much. Any last things that you want to leave people with? Tell them about anything I didn't get to ask you that you feel like is really important you want to leave us with. Oh, Heather, we could talk about this for days and days, couldn't we really? Um, I just want to thank you so much for the opportunity of being on here to be able to tell our story, to tell my story, and to thank you for shining a light on all things menopause. It gives people power to actually ask a question, you know, that you have the things that I know you've got some tools that people can actually use to, what will I tell them, ask my doctor and things like that. Like, they're incredibly useful but powerful places for women to start from so yeah i just want to thank you so much we feel honored to be talking to you yeah. but if you want to get your friend or your girlfriend because you know she needs a rat me cool just jump on ratmecool.com and do her a favor because that's what you'll be doing you know that that's that word of mouth and i want to help you reach out and yeah yeah, yeah exactly i am so excited i'd love to have you on the podcast. I want people to go to retmecool.com, check out her products. And Jill, thank you again so much. It's been a pleasure having you on. And uh, I really, I, I thank you so much. It's a crazy time. It's a crazy world right now. So having half an hour of your dedicated time means so much to me. So, all right, yeah. guys. Well, thank you so much for listening in today. If you like this podcast, please give it a thumbs up. If you like this video, give it a thumbs up, subscribe, comment below. We love to hear everything. I will also, again, as I mentioned, link anything down below. So including links to how to get to her website. And uh, that's all for today, guys. So thank you so much. See you again next time. Bye. Goodbye. Bye.